Hello and welcome to the Trib Friday Night Multimedia Podcast coming to you from the Super Syntex Studios in downtown Waco. What makes Just a it, few feet off Franklin Avenue. What makes it multimedia? Well, because we're talking and there's video. Okay. Gotcha. And it's on the internet. Okay. All right. And we're writers. <laughs> Okay. And we have Twitter and Instagram accounts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does, does the podcast go out on Twitter? I think a link of it does. So. It could if we wanted it to. Okay. Go on. I'm Chad Conan along with Trip Sports Editor Bryce Cherry. Uh, as we look outside today, and it's gotten sunnier since I drove into the office. It Indeed. Was, it was cold and rainy earlier. Um, but it's kind of like we skipped fall and went directly to winter, which... Happens here in Texas, mm-hmm. um, but uh, not many indoor, not many high school teams have indoor practice facilities. And like I said, it's turned out to be a nice afternoon for practice now. But earlier, when it was forty degrees and windy, mm-hmm. it was not something. Last couple of days, to. for sure. Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess your son Cooper has been practicing in that. Uh, so not really because he does go to one of the rare schools that has oh an indoor an indoor facility. In yeah. fact, I picked him up the other day and, and asked him. I said, uh, "Were y'all outside?" And he said, "We're never outside." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Midway uh, is one of those that is blessed right with, with uh, an indoor facility. Well, if uh, you were a high school football player, would you rather if you had to pick one or the other? You get you don't get any days in the sixties and seventies. You got to either go nineties and hundreds or 40 mile an hour, I mean, uh, 40 degrees with a sharp wind. Uh, this is the easiest question ever for me. Uh, I'm going heat all the way. Yeah, you're a hot weather guy. Yeah, you know, summer's my actual, actually my favorite month or favorite season. Uh, I, I mean, I like, don't get me wrong. I mean, if we had that third choice of like 75 mm-hmm. on here, I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm going with that. Uh, but as a choice between heat and cold, I'm taking heat. Um, you know, we've uh, we've got a little puppy. I've mentioned our little puppy before. Oh, the dog. The dog rules everything at the Cherry household. Well, and taking her outside now is much more of a chore for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's gotten cold and nasty. And I'd, I'd much rather go outside and sweat than go outside and shiver, you know? So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I don't envy you guys uh, covering the games because here in 2020 you've had to cover okay, many outside, outside, and it, it's starting to get a little nastier. Well, you know, it's going to be high of 60 on Friday, and so I'm starting, and so when the sun goes down, it'll probably dip down into the low 50s. Uh, and I, I haven't talked to Coach Bell yet to find out if they got a spot for me in the press box at China Spring, but. Uh, definitely, definitely thinking about that. Yeah, um, no, no question. So, but you know, the thing about cold weather practices and games, when you start to sweat, doesn't that like you kind of get like that numbness, right? Mm. You know, like when I, whenever it's really cold, or actually when it's hot too, but cold especially. When I come out of the gym as I did yesterday, when it was cold. It doesn't like really bother you as much. You've heated up your body. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And certainly, uh, when it's really, really hot, we're talking hundred plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's dangerous for practice yeah. because you know we've seen things over the years where accidents where people have had heat stroke and that kind of thing. And I think here in Texas, the coaches are really, really. Um, knowledgeable about that and and you know they they put in a lot of water breaks and stuff this isn't you know the junction boys anymore i mean right you know oh, they yeah. they're real careful about 
making sure everybody's hydrated and cool, you know, mm-hmm. and taking some breaks. So, you know, nobody wants anybody passing out on the field. Right. And I think football coaches have accepted you can be tough, but still not want to die of dehydration. Right. right? Exactly. Okay, let's do something a little bit different. Uh, we've never done this before on the podcast, but we're going to call it Podcast Jeopardy. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what's at stake in a given game, and you tell me, or I'll just tell you what's at stake, and I'll okay. tell you what game, and you tell me the matchup. All right. All right. I'm listening. Uh, okay, the first category is pride. Pride. What's at stake? Only pride is at stake in this game. I'm going to go with Waco High and Midway. That's correct. Yeah, uh, you know, the Lions and Panthers um, are, are just lumped in a district that uh, we've talked about. I mean, it's the district of death, uh, you know, starting with Duncanville. And, mm-hmm. and we saw just how much better Duncanville is than Waco High. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, uh, John said it could have been a lot worse. John Werner covered that game for us. And, um, you know, Duncanville's on another level. And then there's still some other really, really good teams in that district. Um, you know, could Midway still sneak up there and, and get in? Mm, maybe. The winner of this game, this game that's just for pride. Right. They could. Yeah, they could. But they're not they're not eliminated. I mean, but but you're but you're right. I think um both of these teams have an uphill climb to the playoffs. Right, right. Because you know, if you look at it, Waco High has already played Duncanville, and they haven't played Mansfield. So if they were to beat Midway and then go beat Mansfield, then they've got a good shot at it. Yeah, and and I, and I think Midway is not that far off. I mean, we've seen mm. the last two games, close games against South Grand Prairie and Mansfield. They just haven't quite learned to finish yet. Right, right, right. Okay, uh, the next category is second place. Second place, which uh, Ricky Bobby would say is, uh, you know, not so good. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, if you're not first, you're last. Right, I think that's is what correct. Ricky Bobby yes, heard. actually, Ricky Bobby's dad said that. Yes, that's true. Ricky Bobby was like, you could be second, you could be third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go China Spring and Conley mm-hmm. on this yep, one. Correct, you're two for two. You're two for two. Uh, I, maybe I should go on podcast Jeopardy. Right, um, exactly. Got so double coming in next. Yeah, obviously Salado's uh, proven itself as as the class of that district mm-hmm. and, and the one that's going to go on and, and be the top seed. Number one seed, yeah. So Conley and China Spring, they get a chance to you know to play it out for second and and uh, second in that district's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, I think that's a really good game on Friday. Yeah, you know, I think second. I, I don't know exactly who the third place team is going to play, but you'd rather, rather be second. Then fourth. Well, certainly. Because you know who fourth plays. Fourth plays Carthage, is that That's right? That's right. Oh, That's man. Yep. Yeah, good <laughs> luck with that. Uh, okay, the final double jeopardy category is playoff spot. Playoff spot. So two teams in our area playing for a playoff spot. I'm going to go with Cameron and McGregor. Ah, three for three. McGregor. got all of them. Yeah, yeah. so... That district, uh, now, it, I think it still could go, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one could still go down to week I mean, You could still lose this game and make the playoffs, but you're going to make the playoffs. If yeah, you I, I think that district is coming down to week 11 in terms of how it all shakes out. But uh, 
this basically, I'm, I agree with you that this game basically gives the winner the inside track for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it looks like it's uh, it's Lorena and Troy and Rockdale right at the top, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think Cameron and McGregor. I mean, uh, you know, the Yeoman. It's it's weird to see them here with with three losses, and they're another team. Uh, you know that has been really, really close in games and just hasn't quite finished. I mean, they had that one-point overtime loss to Troy, you know. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I think this is going to also be a really a really exciting game. I mean, they pretty much always are in that district. Yeah, and I think um, both teams stand to win in Week 11, or they have a good chance of winning in Week mm. 11. Yeah, I haven't looked ahead at the um, schedules. Uh, actually, this might be this might be the final week for Cameron. They might be mm, okay. so they're okay. So they need to win this one, or they're sitting yeah. home watching, right, and hoping, right. Uh, McGregor has Caldwell in week eleven, okay, and um, you know McGregor has beaten probably maybe the two best teams in the district in Cameron and Rockdale. You know, McGregor's I mean, playing on camera this week. Troy and Rockdale. Gotcha. The Maroons threw me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I'd, I'd say that Little Rena is the best team. In okay, history. okay, yeah. Uh, that would be my vote, but well, two of the best three then. Okay, Rockdale and Rockdale sure. and Troy. Right. Um, but then you know they dropped the game against they, I, and I know they're kicking themselves. If they beat Academy, they look real good no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you beat Academy and you beat Caldwell and and. Uh, you put somebody else up against it. But, yeah, no doubt. But the the winner is going to walk off the field happy after this one. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so now let's get into the weekly pound for pound rankings. Who you got? So absolutely no changes this week, mm-hmm. um, which I think might be rare. Uh, but I will say I, I am drawing a line after Mart. So uh, when I'm sure can put that together for us on the screen. But mm-hmm. I got Mart. And then everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you we, before we were saying Martin Lavega were really really close in these pound for pound rankings, but I think Mart's starting to distance itself. And Mart has clearly for the last uh, I don't know half decade or more been so far and above everyone in its district. I mean, so when it gets into district play, you know you see a lot of sixty three to nothing type right, scores. You know? Right. 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 Um, and it doesn't matter who, who they're playing and how well the other team's playing. They come in against Mart and they just can't compete. So uh, the Panthers, to me, are looking more and more like the prohibitive 2A Division II state champion favorite, you know, which would make four in a row, which would be incredible and, and certainly give us a lot more to talk about here on the podcast. But um, La Vega is two. I, I you know... They're coming off a loss to Midlothian Heritage. But, I, again, I think as I said to you last week, I didn't want to overreact when China Spring lost to Salado. Mm-hmm. I also don't want to overreact to La Vega losing, uh, you know, to a good Midlothian Heritage team. I mean, that, that team is, is, is strong. And let's not forget La Vega's body of work, you know, for, for, the, the, whole for, for the whole year. Because when we, we were sitting here earlier in the year going, my gosh, they're going out and beating everybody in the top ten, you know. Right. And then they ran into Argyle, and now they have two losses. But 
And it's like in between those losses, it's not like they've, you know, limped along. Right, right. Yeah, they're they're beating the teams they should beat and be, beating them handily. Um, and then they're running into some good teams every now and then. And, you know, I think last week it really sounded like it came down to some unfortunate turnovers and maybe some mistakes. So, you know, they got to clean that up. But if they do, they'll still be you know, among the best. Right. right. Uh, and then in that, La Vegas followed by Crawford, China Spring, and Abbott. And uh, I think we saw, you know, China Spring rebounded nicely from the, the Salado loss and uh, really, you know, had no problems with Robinson last week. Right, right, right. Now, let's say that we were going to make a lunch bet. Okay. Which And whoever's team lasted the longest in the playoffs. I'm taking Mart all day. No, no, no. Mark. You don't get to take Mark. Okay, Mark's off the table. Duh. That wouldn't even be a bet. I, I got me a free lunch. Right, exactly. You can either take La Vega. Okay. Or you could take China Spring, Crawford, or Abbott. Okay. Wow. Man, I'd have to do a little more research before I make this bet. Because I want to <laughs> see who they might match up with. Well... Just statistically speaking, as like an economist or something. Yeah, you would want to take the other three. Right. Yeah, because you'd have a better chance. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. You know what? I might stick with the Pirates. I would disagree with you strongly. Okay. But, All uh, right. Because, okay, I don't think... Let's I don't make think that bet. Is getting past the... Re- okay. Let's make that I'll bet. just go ahead and say it. You know, wrath. I, the wrath of whoever coming down on me. I don't. I don't care at this point. I don't think LaVega is going past the regional final. Okay, we'll see. I and mean, I think there's a good chance that one of those other three goes past the regional final. You may be giving them some good bulletin board <laughs> Okay, they well, listen if I to am, the podcast. Yeah. I'm sure full Somebody out in Bellby listens to the podcast. Right, sure, sure, sure. Um, and, you know, that's Argyle's a really good team. And they're uh, gonna, you think? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, well, finally, um, a couple weeks ago we talked about Eddie, Eddie Van Halen after he passed and, mm-hmm. and kind of gave proper homage to him. In the last week, a couple of Texas country music legends have, have passed on. Billy Joe Shaver and Jerry Jeff Walker. I know you're a, a big country music fan. Um, so let's say you're driving home from covering the playoff game. What song gets you through those long late night journeys? Well, before we explore this, uh, you know, I was just thinking about this as you were saying their names, Billy Joe Shaver and Jerry Jeff Walker. I mean, those are just good, good country music names. I mean, if I, you know, if you were going to be a, a a country music guy, what's your middle name? Samuel. Sam. Chatty Sammy uh, Kona. Yeah, I might have to go away from Chad. Chad's not a really good country. <laughs> no, music no, name. yeah, you might. We'd have to. We'd have to uh, Cletus or something. You know, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, you know, Jerry Jeff Walker. I don't know if that's his like given birth name right. or whatever. But he's from New York actually, and moved to Texas. I think in wow. the seventies. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, though, um, I mean, you can't go wrong with the King of Country and George Strait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I had a feeling you were going to say George. Strait. Well, I mean, I think you have to start there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like Amarillo by Morning is probably you know the like perfect quintessential country song it's just it sounds like country music um but you know in thinking about okay your question says uh 
you know, what would you listen to if you were riding home from a game or something? Mm-hmm. You don't want to necessarily fall asleep either. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I really like Garth, too. Garth's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was thinking, you know, this isn't my favorite Garth song by a long shot, but if you just wanted something that would kind of get you going and, and mm-hmm. you know, and everything, it would be probably ain't going down till the sun comes oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it just, it, it rocks along mm-hmm. and it's, you, you mm-hmm. kind of can't help but sing along to it, you know, and, uh, you know, it's got a, you know, he's got great backup singers in it that really howl and stuff. So, yeah, that one, uh, you know, you can't help but just sort of rock along to. Um, What's the one where the daddy comes in and finds the mom in home and goes back out with the... Oh, that one's uh, Ma- Papa Loved Mama. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Um, Is that George Strait or that's Garth? Garth that's Garth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, I will also mention uh, if we're kind of like bringing it a little bit more into the 21st century. Um, uh oh. Well, so I know. Uh oh, right? I mean, that's <laughs> like controversial because people think you know modern country music sucks, and and I would say that you have to look a little harder for it, but it totally exists, okay? Right, right. Um, and in fact, I think in the last mm, two to three years especially, it's really uh, seen an uptick in terms of maybe a renaissance. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm a big fan of Chris Stapleton and, and Sturgill Simpson. So. Yeah, those guys are great, and um, I think you've seen a pushback on like the bro country era mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so a guy I really like, I don't know if you've listened to him, but John Party, uh, okay. uh, he, he's just kind of a, you know, a honky tonk kind of, uh, he's got a little bit of sort of nineties country right. sound to him. And there's a great song called a uh, heartache medication that I really like. Okay. It's a good sing along song. So it's a song about whiskey then. It's about drinking. You know? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's this heartache medication, you know. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, so those would be some of my choices, I would say. Now, when I was, like, just starting out covering ball games on Friday nights for the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, mm-hmm. I'd ride out to these games in places like New Deal and Idaloo and Tahoka, mm-hmm. O'Donnell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had stolen this CD from my sister. Okay. It was the Brooks and Dunn. Uh, Love the one, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. yeah, it was the one with no fences. I mean, not not no fences. Uh, neon Moon. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, well, I, did, I don't like Boogie. Boots, Scoot, and Boogie, but okay. it was on there. But Neon Moon and... Uh, neon Moon is another one that, to me, is just a classic country song. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. And I think... Uh, there's just a bunch of good songs on that mm-hmm. album. I can't think of them all. Well, there's one where uh, uh, the you, they're chasing down their lover, and she'd gone to some town. Or Maria? No, no. Gosh. What yeah, is, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that CD. I had it too, but she's asking about a asking about a diamond ring. They just look at you like you lost your mind and say they haven't seen a thing. Yeah, what's that song? Oh gosh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bugging you the rest of the day. It is going to be bugging. I should just get my phone out and look it up. Can you vamp for a minute? <laughs> okay. Uh, who do you think is going to win between China Spring and Connolly? Um, that's a great question. Man, that's a really great question. Um, I think I'll probably go with the Cougars since they're at home. Mm. And uh, perhaps have... A little bit more run pass balance mm-hmm. than than Conley does. Conley's been real reliant 
on the running game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think Major Bowden for China Spring, you know, has the capability of, of throwing it around a little bit. So, I'll, yeah, I'll take China Spring in a close game. Yeah, do you, uh, you know, you think that, that Connolly can do to China Spring what Salado did and just run it and hold on to it and keep it out of the hands of that? Uh, uh, I, you know, if I'm Shane Anderson, I totally uh, try to steal that script from Salado, and, and that would be my game plan is to, you know, try to bleed the clock, you know, go on some long, sustainable drives and, and uh, you know, keep it out of China Spring's hands. Sure. Yeah. Okay, here I finally found it. All right. I don't know if we have the rights to this or not, but anyway. <laughs> You're breaking all kinds of rules. What song is this? She's a cool drink of water. Oh, my. She just hawked the ring I bought her. I, I certainly She hope. might be the devil's daughter. She's a cool, yeah, cool okay. drink of water. Yeah, I, I have a vague recollection of that song. Uh, but I certainly hope people have, have clicked off the podcast <laughs> right now. I, was, I don't think I was very in tune. I don't have my guitar with me. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs>